folks in the audience as well as all of our legislative body. Please take your seats. Ladies and gentlemen, if you could take your seats, please. Please take your seats. Shh. Thank you so much. Everybody take their seats, please. I'm just trying to, babe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, good afternoon. Mr. Cassini has provided my script today, so I will try to my best to abide by it. I might ad lib a little bit if I can, right? Say, Rep. So, again, good afternoon, and thank you so much for attending this Joint County uh, Commission Legislative Delegation Workshop. We so appreciate your time. I know everybody is so busy uh, taking care of other constituents across the county, and the board really appreciates your efforts in Tallahassee. Our legislative advocacy depends on working together to meet the needs of our residents and visitors to ensure that Broward County is a great place for everyone to live, work, learn, and play. And we thank you in advance for supporting the initiatives that ensure the policies of this state reflect the values of our mutual constituents. We also want to thank you for defending, this is very important, defending Broward County from preemptions and unfunded mandates that may result in fewer protections or reduction services for our residents. That is huge, and we thank you for that. Is Senator Pizzo with us today yet? Not yet. Okay. Vice Chair, Ms. Woodson, I'm going to have her. It says invite, of course, Senator Pizzo to give open remarks, but Vice Chair, if you would give us open remarks, we sure would appreciate you. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Marie Woodson, and I proudly represent District 105, which is part of Hollywood, Pembroke Pines, Miramar, West Park, and Pembroke Park. Chair Pizzo is running a little late, so I'm filling in for him. It's a pleasure for me to be here with all my colleagues to hear from you. As we know, you represent Broward County. We know that politics start locally, 
and you are the one who are closer to the constituent, to the resident of Broward County. So, Mr. Mayor, on behalf of the, the entire delegation, we would like to thank you for being here, and I'm looking at all the colleagues, everybody here. I will not be calling out any names, but I would like, I introduce myself, so I would like to start with uh, the current, the former chair who is here, for each of them to introduce themselves as well, real quick, if we can take a few minutes, because we are here to really hear from you, uh, <laughs> to hear what some of your initiatives are, because you know we are in Tallahassee, and we all work together for the benefits of the residents of Broward County. Again, thank you for having us here today. I would like to start with the former chair, Representative Patricia Williams, to introduce herself, and then we'll move with Rep. Anchowski, and we'll go around the table. Thank okay. you. Okay. Oh, Rep. Dunkley. Thank you for being here. We'll start with her then. Oh, well, good afternoon. Is it afternoon or is it morning? <laughs> good afternoon, Representative Lisa Dunkley, District 97, and it's great to be with you today. Thank you, Sarah. Good afternoon, Patricia Williams, District 98, and thank you for allowing me to be part of this discussion. Christine. Just <laughs> project. Hi, I'm Christine Hunchowski. I am the state representative for District 95 and also very glad to be here today. Representative Hillary Cassell, District 101, and let's get to work. That's it. Good afternoon, Daryl Campbell, State Representative for District 99. I'm looking so forward to this conversation as we do every year and looking forward to hearing what ideas you have and looking forward to push that up in Tallahassee. Thank you. And Mr. Chair. Stay right. Good afternoon, uh, Representative Chipple Marker, representing District 100. Good to be back in this room. I like the new TVs. Uh, <laughs> my, my district is primarily what Mayor Fisher's district is in addition to uh, Commissioner Bogan's uh, eastern portion, and uh, it's good to be back here. Very good. I think as our elected as far as state right now, so we're going to go around just real quick and introduce ourselves if we can. I'll begin with uh, former state representative and now county commissioner, mayor and now county commissioner, obviously. Go ahead. And to my colleagues, all of you are my colleagues. Okay, we are working together for Broad County. Welcome and looking forward to letting you know what we would like from you. All right, thank you. Uh, Beam Fur, representing the southeast part of this uh, county. Mark Bogan, representing the north part of the county. Commissioner Michael Udeen, District 3, Northwest Broward, and thank you for all our legislators for being here and listening to us today. Thank you. Senator? Rich? Mayor of Broward County, and I represent uh, mostly southwest. Uh, area of Broward County. I want to take one moment to recognize uh, Representative Lamarca because uh, he was with us at the Cotterman Center yesterday. Yes, he was. Fabulous facility and has worked hard in Tallahassee along with Senator Book to get funding and just wanted to thank you again. Such an amazing place. Thank you. Senator Geller. Thank you, uh, Steve Geller, uh, Davy Cooper City, Southwest Ranchers Plantation Sunrise. Uh, spent 20 years in Tallahassee, nine in the House, 11 in the Senate. Dan and I were both Senate minority leaders um, and also former mayor of Broward County. And it's great seeing everybody better you than me. Um, when I was there, we there were only 14 of us, but we actually had real 
some real clout, and today you're an oppressed minority up there. I don't know how you put up with it. God bless you all. Okay. Mr. Myers, just real quickly, your team. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, Drew Myers and Kristen Carter with the County Attorney's Office. Mr. Melton. Uh, Bob Melton, County Auditor. Very good. Ms. Campbell. Kim Campbell, Deputy County Administrator. Very good. Monica Sapero, County Administrator. Marty Cassini, Director of Intergovernmental Affairs. And Lamar Fisher represents District 4 of the county, also served as this year's mayor, which is basically eastern uh, coast sides of Broward County. So we appreciate you over here. And State Representative Whitson, you would you like to say something else? Yes, Mr. Mayor, I would like to take a quick second to acknowledge our legislative aides in District 8 who are really the backbone of all the legislators in Tallahassee. They may stand up and be recognized. Could you all stand up, please, and be recognized, all the legislative aides in the District 8. Thank you so much. And, and Ms. Andrea, Andrea Knowles-Hill Knowles, who is our executive director, would you please stand up also? Yes, Ms. Andrea Knowles, yes. Thank you so much. She's family. Thank you. Uh, all right, Mr. We Chair. just had, welcome us, the one and only, <laughs> Senator Rizzo. I have identical twins that are very much like Yeah, identical twins? They're very much like We are so glad to have you, my friend. All righty. So the 2024 State Legislative and Executive Program represents the Board's legislative priorities, appropriation requests, and legislative proposals the county is seeking for the upcoming session. <clears throat> there is a copy of the program included in the provided materials. While we primarily discuss our six topics, our top six priorities, with you here today, we'd like to thank you, the delegation, for sponsoring appropriations requests and legislative proposals. So the boards, meaning the county commission boards, has the following six issues as their priorities. Number one, affordable housing. Think of that. Affordable housing, including funding and flexible spending, as well as resilience planning for future developments. Number two, our condominium, the senator is very familiar with, finding responsible ways to ensure structural integrity while easing potentially surprising and financially dilapidating assessments. Item three, number three is criminal justice reform, expanding successful jail diversion and reentry programs. Item four is economic development, including workforce development, apprenticeship programs, and film and digital media incentives. Item five is environmental policy, especially relating to, of course, our flooding. And last but not least, item six is substance abuse and mental health services with funding for treatment and evidence-based interventions. So again, legislative body, that is our priorities. Obviously, with many more, again, Senator, you weren't here, but we do want to thank you for protecting our home rule here and making sure the preemptions are run in place the best we could. So we appreciate you on that. So at this point, would any commissioner like to add anything? I mean, the Broward County Commissioners, do we like to add anything to our six points? Yes, sir, Senator Geller. I was just going through and saw one thing that I'd missed that I don't really think, you know, we should be including in our legislative agenda. It's a little issue. Should I bring it up or have not? You can bring up whatever you want to, Senator. This is what discussion is all about. Okay. There's just something in there that says that we support um, no changes in sovereign immunity. And actually, I think we... I know that in discussions 
Um, it, the reason that's in there is FAC has that in there, and we've long discussed it puts people in a difficult situation where uh, what we had discussed is that there should be no waiver of sovereign immunity unless the local government asks for the waiver. And that's not the way it's worded. I see Marty nodding. So um, I think if that meets the intent, but Marty, is that yeah, something that you, we can just clarify? Okay. Mr. Cassini, you want to get the microphone? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kick it around with the county attorney's office and see what we can come up with. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. You bet. Vice Mayor. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, so it won't surprise anyone. <laughs> I'd like to discuss what's on page eight of our, of our uh, priority issues, and it's affordable housing. Uh, and uh, I think we could say there was some good work done last year, but we also believe there might need to be some tweaks to a couple of things that were, that were done. So, and I see some of you shaking your heads. So um, I wanted to uh, mention about the Live Local Act, Senate Bill 102, and the Live Local Act, um, because we, we have added a provision here uh, that focuses on resilience, because we think that that may be something that uh, is palatable and, and of interest to a lot of people, uh, not only on coastal areas, but the, you know, uh, inland as well. So um, we, we have something that would allow a developer uh, meeting the, well, the, the bill right now allows developers uh, meeting affordable housing provisions to bypass local land use uh, review and resilience determinations, primarily concentrating with uh, vulnerable areas. Uh, and we use uh, what happened here in April, last April as an example of what can happen to our county with the flooding, the flood risk, sea level rise, and all the other climate change uh, issues. Um, so what we are, you know, supporting is a way, uh, a policy that would preserve the local government's ability to address resilience planning needs as a part of the land use plans um, and um, ensure safety, minimize losses, and provide a high quality of life for residents. Uh, because we also notice that, you know, obviously there are some issues with evacuations if you build and you're going to say, okay, 40% of, of something you're going to allow this, them, you know, people, developers to build. And especially in coastal regions where you have flooding and you know you, if you, go, you have a storm, you have a hurricane, you're going to need evacuation routes and so forth, and you're not going to have them. So there are just all kinds of pieces. And we, were, we did get an indication that there was a, um, and you can comment, Marty, that there was an interest in a glitch bill. So we're just saying... You know, um, obviously there's some more we'd like, but we felt that this was something that was really would be of interest to everybody, given the current situations regarding uh, what's happening, which we already know is happening with regard to climate change. So that would be one. And then um, seniors, big issue in Broward County, and I'm sure at other places across the county, the state too. But we have huge concerns about seniors and affordable housing uh, for them. Uh, we have some wonderful developments starting or going up right now, one in Pembroke Pines. Uh, there's going to be one up in the north. And um, it's, it's a start. Uh, but between the seniors being on fixed incomes, 
and the cost of insurance and the assessment issue, which is another issue, which you all, I mean, obviously we, we, uh, we had a, somebody come before our commission and say that they felt we should pay <laughs> to uh, take care of assessments and so forth for, for condominiums. And, and we had uh, our financial people come in and indicate to us how much that would be and it's not possible. And we do believe it's, we did come up with a feeling generally with all of us that it is a, an issue that should be looked at by the legislature. Um, but this is a huge problem for seniors because they're, they're on you know, fixed incomes. If they, they just can't afford these assessments. Century Village, one in my district, they came out and said $700 a month <laughs> additional. It's impossible. People just can't pay that. So uh, especially that population. So I just wanted to mention that part of it. There's a whole bunch of other things here as well, but those were the keys. And I just do want to mention one thing, and I know I've been talking to Representative Hunchofsky about this, but I would like to make everyone available, since mental health is on our list, um, that um, when the, when the, um, the, the um, ITN came out for uh, the managing entity, for, for um, managing entities, they have uh, actually put out something that, that requests a, com a combining of the southeast region, which would take Broward County, which now has its own managing entity for over for two million people, and combine it with Indian River, River Martin, Okeechobee, Palm Beach, which is the, the, the big part of that, and St. Lucie counties. That is impossible, and that would destroy. We have 10 years. We just celebrated our 10th year for our Behavioral Health Coalition. And we have 50 providers. We serve. We do an, I'm not saying nobody's perfect, but it's amazing. And our needs are different than the other managing entity. And both the Palm Beach, uh, um, Anne, who runs the Palm Beach, and Sylvia Quintana, who runs our Behavioral Health Coalition, both agree they are going to be putting in um, individual requests as, for, the, for the, the entities that we have today. And uh, uh, Christine was kind enough to send me the state um, statute information on that. But I just want to say that there are some people, you know, who believe that the secretary, and I'm going to be very blunt here, you know, that they don't want to do this. And we have been told this is what they want to do, is to combine these uh, managing entities. And what we did 10 years ago was to say, we thought we said, that the local communities know their needs better than the people in Tallahassee. And this would be a, a, a disaster, I believe, for, for, for both of us. To put both of those together, you'd be dealing with 4 million people instead of 2 million people in each, approximately, and having both entities running very well uh, in their communities now. So that's an, uh, something I urge everybody to, to take a look at. And anybody that's on Health and Human Services, any kind of health care committee where you get a chance to, you know, to bring this up, I would appreciate, we all would appreciate if you would do that. Thank you. Thank you. I want to recognize uh, Robin Bottleman, representative who just joined us. Thank you so much, Robin, for all your service. We appreciate you. Okay, Commissioner Udine. Um, the one thing that I, I think that I hear the most from constituents throughout the area <coughs> is what's going on with re replenishing reserves at these different HOA and condo associations. I know that after Surfside, you know, it became a huge thing, but there's got to be some mechanism at the state that they can draw down. And I would assume that, and I remember Senator Pizzo said last time when we were here last year for this, kind of like ask for things that you think have a possibility. 
And I would assume that that's bipartisan, that you're seeing that, everyone's seeing that in every district, coastal throughout the, uh, the, the state. So I'm just hopeful that there's some kind of mechanism that we can direct these associations to so they don't keep, uh, Broward County can't do it alone. The numbers that we saw were staggering. And I'm sure that when you go county by county, it's the same. There's got to be a state way to pull that down. So I would leave it at that. Commissioner Bogan. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm going to talk about one issue uh, that is not only from hearing from constituents, but as an attorney for 40 years, um, I've unfortunately have been representing hundreds of condos uh, for decades. I wrote the condo law column for the Sun Sentinel for 20 years every week. Um, it's gotten a, a niche in our firm, and it's not just hearing from constituents, but people are going to be losing their homes. Foreclosures are increasing. And it's because of two things, not only the new law on reserves, but because of the increase in insurance. So they're getting hit twice now. And um, to extend the date uh, of this law would be a, a great uh, gift. But uh, as it looks right now, there's going to be so many people who can't afford to live in their own homes. Talking about affordable housing, uh, we've made people who can afford their homes not afford it anymore. And... Um, and this is going to be, I think, a, a critical issue uh, coming up in the next year or two, as it's as we're seeing as as lawyers, um, not just as elected officials, <coughs> seeing how people call up are on limited incomes or fixed incomes, and this is uh, really going to be a crisis in the state. But anyway, if anything can be done, it'd be great. Thank you. Fantastic, uh, Commissioner McKenzie just joined us. Thank you for that, Commissioner Rogers, followed by Commissioner Fur. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, and again to all my colleagues, those that I served with in Tallahassee and those that I served with locally here in Broward County. I will uh, commence my conversation around housing. That is very important to me, and my colleagues speak to him being a condo attorney. I followed him and Sun Sentinel for years. That's how I met him before he became an elected official, and I am talking as a realtor that has been inactive since I became an elected official because I wanted no conflicts. So here I go speaking to foreclosures because I remember what happened in 2008 that homes were being sold for less than the person who owned the property had outstanding. You could pick up a three-bedroom home for 50000 during that period when they were foreclosed. So we need to try and make sure that does not happen again this time. So there should be conversation around foreclosures, especially an impact fee in real estate. There's an impact fee for recreation, and I keep saying that to my colleagues so we know. We can advance specifics when you speak to Tallahassee. Okay, you're looking for a funding source. Why not look at the impact fee? Call it an impact fee. There's an impact to what is happening here in this foreclosure real estate world. So let's call it an impact fee. The Sadowski Fund, you know, we voted as realtors and professionals to tax ourselves through that fund. So I'm saying we can look to another type of funding solutions to help our seniors so those new homes can have an impact fee and that impact fee be specific to helping our seniors to have a source of funding as it relates to 
you know, them being able to fix a 30 year and 40 year and all those things that needs to be addressed, but they might not be able to afford it. So that could be a pool of funding. So I'm just advancing my solutions based on my experience. And yes, my colleagues, lack of insurance and affordability, most of our seniors does not carry insurance. If their homes are free and clear, you know they're not carrying their insurance. So what is gonna happen? What is our state and our county? How will we look with all these foreclosures and not being able to remedy a situation in an emergency? So when we talk about homelessness, homelessness means there's not affordable housing, not even here in our county. And we have no plans to buy any foreclosures. I'm not hearing partners like the county and the city and the state and the federal government coming up with a solution. This is not just a broad county solution. So I'm just asking us to think big and come up with solutions that we can advance, not telling the problem. They already know. We need to say, what am I willing to tax or add impact fee? Who am I going to offend? No, right now we need to do something, and everyone needs to be a part of the, the solution. So I won't touch anything else but housing because that is the crisis that we have here across our tri-county area. Thank you for listening. Uh, Commissioner Fur, before you do speak, I just uh, I know that uh, State Representative Lamarca has to leave, and I'm just going to give yeah, him right. the mic if he can for a few minutes so we can we'll get back on track. But I know your timeline, so I want to make sure that you get a chance to speak. Thank you, Mayor. Apologize, Commissioner. Um, I, the Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association is doing their legislative panel up in Delray, so I'm going to get on the road. But um, to the commissioners and the other members that have spoken about these issues that are important to all of us, I, I think uh, one of the things that we'll hopefully accomplish in our special legislative session that is going to be in the week of uh, November 6th is to strengthen and, and uh, move uh, some more resources into the My Safe Florida Home Program. It was a bill I ran last year. With Senator Boyd, and uh, believe it or not, the $150 million plus the additional dollars that are in there for inspections and then home hardening has already been allocated, if, if not used, certainly on a waiting list and accounted for. So we need, we do need to, in my mind, put some more resources there. I think the the, the better our homes are hardened, uh, we also include townhomes, but the better our townhomes and, and single-family homes are hardened uh, for storms, the, the the insurance companies will clearly look look at that as less risk. Uh, we do have lots of issues, as, as Senator Pizzo has, has gone over quite a bit with our with our condominiums, and I think lengthening the, the glide path to be able to, to yes. do these repairs and uh, the things that are identified in the structural uh, reserve study uh, would be helpful. Uh, there's also other things that are being talked about, i.e. Uh, low interest uh, loans, be it from the state or some other funding mechanism, to be able to get, get uh, lengthen that process and be able to pay for those, those issues. Uh, I do recall Senator Geller, when we were on that uh, structural committee after Surfside, I think uh, I think he did highlight something that was very key to bring up now, and it's it's, it's an unfortunate situation. Many many years of uh, lots of people living in condominiums saying, "Well, I'm not going to worry about the roof, honey. I don't even buy green bananas." I think was your exact term, but the reality is, I think uh, Surfside was certainly a wake up call. But now we have lots of buildings, for example, in and uh, the mayor in my district along the Fort Lauderdale, Deerfield, Pompano coastline as well as everywhere else I'm, everywhere. I'm speaking really of the of the high rises the larger buildings and we've got to make sure that we look at solutions for those so uh, it's a priority of mine and certainly working with with our partners here in the delegation on that so uh, with that said i appreciate you inviting us here and having us here
Thank you, Representative Lamarcker. Thank you. So going back to Commissioner Furr. Thanks. On that same line, I know we we talked when we were talking about the, all the condo stuff and talking about the, if there was ever a possibility of trying to mimic what Miami-Dade does with the dock stamps, but earmarking it towards, in other words, they, they're able to hold on to their money mm -hmm. uh, or a, a large amount of it. That's where they pay for a lot of their affordable housing, mm -hmm. all kinds of things. But they're the only county that's able to do that. If there was ever a possibility of, of giving good rationale to doing that here, um, I think this would be in, in Broward. That, this would be the time, especially saying that that money could go toward helping on assessments, et cetera. And I think Marie, do you, you have a, a bill coming or something like that, right? <laughs> I, yes, I'm hoping. Um, so there's some some good possibilities there that I think might o open the door for that. Second, um, and I'm sure you all already know this, but everywhere south of Palm Beach, we are having a bit of a garbage crisis. Um, we're having to export almost a lot of our stuff north. They don't want our stuff anymore. So whatever you all can do, whether it's a bottle bill or having required content for recycling, point of origin, look at what, look at what New York's doing, look at what Maine's doing. There's lots of innovative ways of trying to reduce the amount of garbage coming in. That's what needs to happen. You know, any way you can do that. So, yeah, those are those are pretty high in uh, in terms of Miami Day is at a crisis situation since they since their waste energy plant burned down. Um, we're not there yet, but there that's there's a domino effect that that creates. So those are the, those are the two biggest issues I've got. Very good. Before I go back to Central Geller, Commissioner McKinney, do you have any comments? Just uh, thank you. I just want to thank you all for the hard work you do. Um, I'll give everything to my county administrator, what I would like to have advocated for uh, in Tallahassee, but you have tough jobs. <clears throat> um, I know what being a minority is, but being a minority twice with your legislative body, <laughs> it, it's tough. I think we got to focus on um, how do we turn those tables and, and, and get the power back um, because you really can't get a whole lot done. Uh, based on what I see. So I applaud your efforts. Uh, we're going to be behind you 100%, but uh, until we can um, change that pendulum, I mean, it's just going to be tough. So I'm, I'm speaking outside of the box, and that's what I do. And uh, it's tough. God bless you. And um, Chip has a, has a different ship he's riding on, but that's my buddy. We talk all the time, and he does everything he can to help us in and every time he can dig deep. Uh, to do that, but we need more Chip, Chip Lamarcos uh, uh, from the other side, you know, um, working for us and, and others that, that do that. So I just want to say thank you to all of you for what you do. Thank you. Mr. Furr, before I go to Senator Geller real quick. Yeah, just real quick. I forgot, the one part I forgot to mention was, and I know, I know this group does a good job of it, but acknowledging the professionalism of the teachers of this state um, and, the, and the librarians, they are now on the front lines in ways that they never have been. I know, I know. Don't go. Don't say, I know what you're going to say, um, but it's it's important. Tomorrow, I have to read it. I'm read. I'm on a group here in Broward County that is having to read all the challenged books. The book I'm reading right now that's being challenged. Had, I mean, I, I'm like, why is this being challenged? And there's and I'm I'm now I'm part of this book club that I'm going to be reading all these books, and it's like, acknowledge the professionalism of the people that are there. We're not doing that. And I do feel like teachers are feeling are feeling like um, honestly disrespected across this state. 
they've been they've been trained. They they do a good job. Their their intentions are good, and they are and they're being put into a position of being ha- of being defend defending, you know what they're doing, what their job's all about. So whatever you guys can do in this group, I know I'm talking to the choir, but that their voices need to be lifted, and I hope you can do it. Thanks. Thank you, Mr. Ver. Senator Gallo. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, a couple items first on housing, um, as Representative Lamarck has said, you know we did have a a working group which I chaired right after the collapse of the Champlain Towers. And what I don't want, we're all talking that, you know, there need to be changes, but I hope that those changes would not include, like, repealing the law, because there really is a problem with these condominiums in their structural soundness. A lot of this is because when I was representing Hallandale and Hollywood back in the 80s and 90s, and I would go to people and say, you know, you need to stop waiving your reserves. And as Chip said, they would say, young, young man, young man, I'm 77 years old. I'm not going to worry about what's going to happen in 10 years. Got my children worry about it because they'll own the condo then. Steve, is that the voice he used? Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Exactly. And the problem <laughs> is that you had so many people that just kept waving and waving and waving. And I don't need to tell you elected officials this because we've all gone through this, but I've seen a lot of people complaining, oh, and the assessments are too high and we're not getting enough services. They're not maintaining it well. Yeah, well, great. Have the services ferry come along and give services without taxes. That's what all of us know that our voters want. But so I think the solution is you can't go from, you know, 40 years of ignoring it, say you must be in full compliance in two years. So I think the solution that makes sense is just to stretch out the period, but you'd have to make sure that you don't extend it for five years, because if you ex- just extend it for five years, they'll, right they the won't do, year. they'll still w- do nothing until the fifth year. You have to start bringing the condos into compliance. Issue I hear the most about is insurance. Um, and by the way, uh, I will be unveiling a national insurance plan sometime in November, December. Anybody wants to work with me, give me a call. But, you know, the biggest issue I hear is insurance. The biggest problem we have is actually reinsurers. And I can go over, I've got all the data, statistics, and we'll talk about that. On affordable housing, I just wanted to say one other thing, which is, the reason that we are the most unaffordable is not because we're the most expensive. You measure unaffordability as a percentage of average income. So one of the ways of fixing the affordable housing crisis is increasing salaries. So I've, I've made my priorities, county commissioner, bring high-paid jobs to Broward. There's so much that we need help in the le- from the legislature with, whether it's film, whether it's apprenticeships, whether it's helping like our business incubators like the Levan Center, working on the blue economy. Uh, I spoke to Ocean Exchange on this yesterday. If we can, we need to work on bringing more high-paid jobs. There's a lot of things that we can do in Tallahassee, except, again, I know y'all are an oppressed minority, Um, which leads me to the last topic of preemptions. 
it, it's driving us crazy that simply when I was there, um, we generally felt that the local governments were our friends, or we both represented the same constituents that has dramatically changed with Tallahassee trying to preempt everything. I have to thank you. I know you all have done your best to prevent the never-ending series of preemptions where the same people that tell the federal government, federal government don't tell us what to do because what works in New York doesn't work in North Dakota. And when we tell them, state, what works in Bradford County, population 20,000, doesn't work in Broward County, population 2 million, they laugh at us. So I appreciate everything you've done, but that really is, if I had one objection, you know, is try get them to stop preempting, but I realize we're in the minority. Thank you, Senator Geller. At this time, I think the commission of Broward County has spoken, so I'm going to turn it over to, to Senator Pizzo for his comments along with any additional comments. Senator, sure. again, welcome. Thank you. Uh, just, I think people prefer firm nose rather than slow maybe. So let me just be very candid and, and really realistic about a few of these things. Um, there, there is not going to be a state bailout as it relates to condominiums at all. There won't be. Uh, but there are plenty of ways that the um, lending arena and the private market can certainly assist. For instance, a couple of years ago, I filed a bill to allow for reserves to actually be invested. I'm getting 5.3% right now in my savings account at Valley National Bank. Uh, the millions and millions and millions of dollars that are sitting in these accounts are not. Uh, and that seems, you know, rather axiomatic when, when it comes to dollars you can't touch. Of the 40 senators in the upper chamber of the third largest state in the country, I'm the only one that lives in a condo. And so the idea and the prospect of telling one of my colleagues who lives perhaps in a more rural area that there's a forced number and percentage and amount that they must put away that they can't touch that they get no return on, uh, and, and I'm going to dictate when they have to spend it and what they have to spend it on is, is a completely different language in a different universe that they don't understand and certainly would not impress upon others. Compound that with the idea that, uh, generally speaking, it's, uh, condos are still a phenomenon to many of our colleagues who believe that it's a second or third home and don't understand sometimes that it actually is someone's primary home. And they believe that there are incredible benefits that come along with economies of scale and purchasing power of living in a multifamily uh, project of 100 units. And that for too long with the deferred maintenance schedules we've had in Florida, that they've had none of the burden that should come along with some of that shared responsibility. We have plenty of lenders that are willing to go ahead where equity exists, but the otherwise income requirement would not be met to, be, to, to get creative and to use the roles actually uh, for that funding mechanism. But I wanna be very clear there's no state bailout coming whatsoever. Uh, and we should, and we should be mindful of that. Uh, to Senator Geller's point, and also Commissioner Bogan and I have spoken uh, as well before, um, we get into the Henny Youngman joke, which is uh, the doctor gave a guy six months to live and he couldn't afford to pay his bills, so he gave him another six months to live. <laughs> That's what's going on with keep continuing to kick out this, this, this sort of reserve idea. What's going to exacerbate the issue even more is, is the scarce number of qualified structural engineers that we have in the state of Florida that are actually licensed. There's about 650 of them, even though the bill allows for architects. No one's going to sign their name off on plans. I have expressed and spoken extensively to the President of the Senate about a couple of issues. Uh, to Senator Rich, um, your concerns about a glitch bill necessary to address a number of issues in 102 from last year is, is forthcoming. 
Um, I've had a, do a lot of interpretations for some of my 20 cities and some of their concerns. What is not left outside of density and then what is currently zoned in line 456 of that bill, um, there are plenty of provisions and guardrails for municipalities and counties to exact uh, and, and to retain uh, going forward, but we're certainly mindful of, of the glitches that are, that are necessary to, uh, to remedy. There is a homelessness bill coming. Uh, I'm told yesterday it is a priority of the Speaker of the House. Um, it'll look something like a citation at first issue, uh, followed by the possibility of detaining people uh, to insist that they have housing. What I'm told is glaringly missing is the actual number of units or um, ability uh, to, to, to bed these people and to, to actually put them into shelters. Um, so stay tuned on that one. I'm sure it'll be... Uh, Mind you, again, I always talk about how I'm the only one that lives in a condo for a reason, just to give you an idea of, of, of the varied sort of interest. And I want to pass it around to, um, to my colleagues as well, but just you know, making little notes about things that I want to be very clear about so it doesn't look like we forgot what the ask was or any commitments or any head nodding even that, that goes on here and, and agreeing with you and acquiescing to these things, and then all of a sudden we take the long drive and we forget. I just want to be very clear about, about expectations. Um, and I know we appreciate your candor, Senator. Rep Cassell had a so we'll start over there and go <laughs> clockwise. I really just wanted to, you know, first and foremost, thank you all for uh, taking the time to meet with us and talk to us about your priorities. I think it's as a freshman, I, I just I just wanted to say and, and I appreciate Commissioner McKenzie, your comments as well, as Senator Geller, but I think it's important that the people that are watching and the members of our community understand that you know, this caucus and this delegation in particular works harder than anybody else out there. And while we might be what looks like to be in a super minority situation and we know what we are in, 81% of the legislation that passed last year passed with full bipartisan support. There's 20% that we don't agree on, that the newspapers cover, that you see, but there's a lot of work that this delegation does for the residents and the citizens of Broward County and the state of Florida. And I would just be remiss if my colleagues didn't leave here today feeling a little bit of appreciation. We, we know where we sit, but we know how hard we work. We know what we've been able to accomplish. Many of us, I think everybody here has passed legislation. We bring home money to the district. Um, and a lot of the things that you see, we never get credit for. And we do the work behind the scenes to make bills better, or even in some situations, make sure that bills never see the light of the day. And that's work that this delegation accomplishes. And I just would be remiss if the people listening today thought that their delegation members were in Tallahassee, not able to do anything. And that is very, very, very far from the truth. Thank you. Christine. <clears throat> <clears throat> Thank you very much. And um, I'd like to just add on to that because um, what is possible, a lot of that is what you believe you can and cannot do. Um, we may not have the power, but we do have influence. And there isn't a single member of this Broward delegation that doesn't work with colleagues across the aisle, work with staff, work with stakeholders to make a difference wherever we can. I will give some examples. Representative Williams had the pilot program for year-round schooling. Representative Dunkley had the Purple Star Collegiate Campus Bill that passed. These are bills that passed this session. Representative Cassell had uh, Grayson's Law, as well as being the premier property insurance expert at a great time to have that. Representative Campbell had uh, the Sickle Cell Bill that passed this year. 
Representative Bartleman had a speaker priority in kid care, expanding access um, for medical care for kids in the whole state. We have Representative Woodson over there who um, had a veterans bill, helping veterans bill and spouses. And I might add, I had nine bills that passed this session. And I just say that, and if you don't know how hard Senator Pizzo works behind the scenes, you have not been paying attention. Um, and I just say that because it's important that while we may not have the numbers to do whatever we feel like doing, um, this, this delegation here has never stopped forgetting who we work for and why we do the work. And I think that's really important. And I think um, our colleagues up in Tallahassee who are in the majority would say the same thing about um, this delegation. On a separate note with what uh, Senator Rich was talking about, we are very blessed in Broward County and the managing entity uh, to have uh, Sylvia Quintana and Palm Beach County is also incredibly blessed to have Ann Burner. Uh, these two are subject matter experts in everything mental health, substance use disorder. They come in front of the commission. They serve on the Commission on Mental Health and Substance Use Disorder. So I really hope that um, they will be able to continue to serve the managing entities in Palm Beach County and Broward separately because it would be a crime to no longer have their talent and um, their hard work. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Representative Dunkley or Williams or Campbell? I mean, Representative, yes. Representative Bartleman? I just want to say that one of the biggest issues in my district is the condos. And I, I just want to put this out because some people agree with uh, extending the timeline and others don't. But let me tell you why you need to extend the timeline. Because the condos have been hit hard all of a sudden. We have a condo in Miramar that could not get citizens insurance because of the age of their roofs because that bill went into effect. That condo now had to take a special assessment to repair their roofs. They also had to take a special assessment to pay the insurer of last resort because they couldn't get any insurance through citizens or any other agency. And on top of that, their reserves now have to be funded. When I was in that meeting, the people were just crying, and I think they're just going to let their homes be foreclosed on. Same thing in Century Village. You have, they have to fund their reserves, and they do a good job with their buildings, but it's their reserves and their insurance went up sky high. Those are people on a fixed income, and it's one to $200 more a month depending on what sub-community you live in. They just can't afford that. If you didn't have, if you just had the reserves, that would be fine. But now put the insurance crisis on top of that, and then put having to replace your roofs, because you can't get insurance without replacing your roofs, it's crippling. And we're going to have foreclosures all over this county. So I have spoken to my future speaker, Chair Perez. Vicky Lopez is the one who's been running the condo bills. And really, for me, I don't believe we're going to be able to fix the insurance crisis unless we take up Representative Cassell's bills, number one. Number two, um, I'm giving you credit for that, Hillary. <laughs> number two, um, we have to do something. This is in Aventura. One building alone had a million dollars. So you can't tell me that everyone isn't feeling that. So just to give them a little breathing room would really help them. So that's what, and I believe that that bill has to come from Lopez, who ran the condo bill last session. So I continuously inform her of all of these changes in my district. Uh, the biggest uh, issue in my district right now has to do with garbage cycling. So I appreciate that being on your platform. I know that. Uh, my district wants to look at zero waste. 
Um, that's very important to them um, because, you know, an incinerator possible, I'm sorry, that's a euphemism. I'll use the euphemism, waste to energy plant would be near the Everglades where there's well water that everyone not a great idea for my district. But then NIMBY, whose yard is it going to go in? That's the problem. So, <laughs> so um, anything we can do, and I have been a co-sponsor of repealing the single-use plastic bill every year that it's been there, but there is no movement, and it's a bill slot that it's just DOA. So I, I have a meeting next week with people in Tallahassee just about the state garbage overall, because that is the biggest issue in my district right now outside of homeowners insurance. And you can't walk into Century Village without hearing about the $100, $200 assessment. So um, I look forward to working with you all. And I just want to thank you all for the last couple of sessions. And I do want to echo what uh, Rep. Cassell said and Rep. Hunchowski. Look, we passed one of the biggest bills with our inland flooding and gave money for those gates and study. So we've been able to get, like, a lot of stuff done. And the kid care is going to implement 77,000 kids the first year. It opens up January 1st at the federal waiver time. So there's a lot of good stuff, but know that we're all working behind the scenes. So, and I love that all of you are accessible and just a text away, especially when I'm ranting about uh, garbage to you. So I appreciate you all very much. <laughs> Thank you. Rep. Woodson. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I would like to start by saying that we hear you. We hear ourselves. And we hear the residents of our districts, Broward County, and the state of Florida. It's one group that I really, I am so blessed to be working with, is those legislators and senators sitting right here. Because when we are in Tallahassee, or we are here, we work. They call our position a part-time job, but Lord knows if this is a part-time job, I don't want to see what a full-time job looks like. <laughs> we work 24 hours, and some of my colleagues make a lot of sacrifices. They have other jobs. They have families. And I'm telling you, right now, my family is about to give me away because of the work that I focus <laughs> on this job 24 hours. But we know we all are in this together because we cannot work without you, without your support. And I'm looking at Commissioner Fur. We've been working. This man, I call him all the time. We're working on a bottle bill, which is a bill that is very important. And I have to say, I thank you, both of you, my colleagues. Let me tell you something. Christian Hanchowski, this is my ride and die, you know, since the day that I came to Tallahassee, because she always makes sure that she has my back. Patricia Williams, let me not call all of y'all. But <laughs> what I'm saying, we work together for the residents of Broward County and the state of Florida. I got elected in 2020. So far, I've passed seven bills, and I'm in a super minority. Seven bills. Pembroke Park never had money for a long time in the budget. I was able to bring them a check. I have about eight appropriations that I was able to bring down to this district. So I, I would like for you all to know, I arrest this man, okay, and ask him. We work together. He made sure that I had the money and the budget on the Senate side, and I have to secure it on the House side. So we want you to know that you have some legislators in Tallahassee who really fight hard. All my colleagues sitting here, the ones who just came, Rep. Cassell impressed me on her first year in Tallahassee. Believe me, we were so proud of her fighting on that insurance bill 
And I'm telling you, please, 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 please know that we are working. We are here to listen to you, to hear you. Right now, I don't even sleep in the evening because I'm working on bills, appropriation, and my staff, I'm surprised they're still with me. Uh, Leticia, who is back there, she works 24 hours. And all the legislative aides, Sean, I'm telling you, they work for you. They give you your money's worth for that part-time money that we get. So thank you so much for having us here today. We will be working with you in order to make sure that the residents of the state of Florida are well taken care of. They might not, you might not see it, but believe me, we are working and we work hard. So bring, let's talk about the issues and let's see how we come together as a state, as a county, as, as a nation as well, because we have to support our, our nation as well. Let's all of us bring all the resources together to help our people of Broward County. So thank you so much. I know I took Thank you, Rep. Woodson. Thank you so much. We got Rep. Campbell. <laughs> That's okay. No, thank thank you for having having us here today. Um, you know, if I following up behind Rep. Rep. Woodson, Vice Chair, um, you see right there the passion that we all have regarding when we're going up to Tallahassee and we're fighting for our county and we're fighting on our on everybody's behalf. And so, um, her being our Vice Chair, Senator Pizzle being our Chair, you see our spokespersons there, and and so sometimes. Having that face right there, really leading up to that that battle, it really helps a lot. And so I'm I'm, I'm happy that we've elected y'all in those positions to really lead the fight for us. Um, the fight, some of the issues that I'm I'm focused on in this upcoming session, and it's something that I've been talking with uh, a lot of constituents uh, around the district, is uh, housing. As we know, the housing insurance is it's gone through the roof, and so because of the high rate of housing and insurance we're also seeing the increased population of homelessness now homelessness is not looking like how we typically would have it in our in our mind where you're panhandling on the side of the road homelessness is now looking like five ten cars outside of one home or apartment complex or couch surfing or even uh people sleeping in their cars in a in a walmart parking lot and so we got to also recognize that that those those factors have changed to what homelessness is. And so um, I've also um, working on a bill right now that's looking at how do we now help those who are homeless. And so this bill will look at trying to get uh, jobs for those who happen to be homeless. And they what this is kind of like a peer support. Now they're paying paying to find other homeless people to get the care, the help, the support that they need and get them the services that we are, um, we have here in the county to really help them to, to be productive members of society and to have a roof over their head. And so, um, you know, I'm working, I'm going to continue to work. I plan to have hold meetings with my commissioners and, and, and the county administrator as we get closer to session to really dive in and see what areas or aspects that we can actually find as niches as we're continuing to fight that that problem and so uh look out for that email and i um once again i appreciate every last one of you as as we sit here before and continue to figure out how do we solve our problems here in the community did you have a question representative williams thank you sir oh. <laughs> in the heat of the battle i look around this um table and i can actually say i am proud to say i serve with the ones that i serve with i can actually say commissioner um, Fisher, whenever I hit him on, I don't care what time of day it is, what time of night it is, he's going to respond back to me. 
um, Commissioner McKenzie, thank you very much for picking up my call anytime I actually hit him on the cells and actually ask questions because you are the closest to the ground and you help us out when we are in the heat of the battle in Tallahassee. Those that's in Tallahassee with me, if I was going to the war, I would call you up to be on the front line with me because you hold it down without asking questions because you know we represent the people that we serve. And I want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to serve along with you. Um, my biggest concern right now is insurance. I get emails after emails every day. Got an email lady tells me that her insurance has increased 300%. Hmm. Can't afford it. She has five children. What is she going to do? I, I, at this point, I, all I can say, we're working on it. I don't know what it's going to look like in Tallahassee when we get there. I'm hoping that it's, it's something that will help the people that we serve. And Rep. Cassell, that bill that you put forth, perfect. Perfect. And even they took notes from her bill. First time on the floor, she shut the Capitol down. Brand new. So thank you for your experience that you brought to the district for us. Um, as um, Rep. Campbell spoke about homelessness, right now we have several generations under one roof. That's what homelessness looks like for us right now. When people can't afford to make these payments, it's a struggle for them to actually see their children on the streets. So they're doing all they can. And the fight that we have in us is a plus for our district. Each and every one of us step on the Capitol floor every day. We are there to fight for Broward County, the state of Florida. And that's what we do because that's what you elected us to do. But for my county commissioners, we hear you. We hear you. And thank you for understanding where we are in this fight. And thank you again for answering our call when we reach out to you. You betcha. Duckley? Yes, so thank you again to everyone that I serve with for real. They are the real deal, so you know. But also to the commission, what we all echoed here today is, well, I think we all are on the ground with our ears hearing what the people are saying and how much, especially in the homeowner's insurance and a lot of the homeowner's association assessment, which I hear in my district, um, I'm continually working with commissioners, working with other elected officials, asking questions for us, for me to go to Tallahassee to fight on behalf of what is happening here um, in our South Florida, because I tell everyone, our South Florida looks different from a lot a part of the state. And so we feel it hardest. And so I'm also here on board saying, I'm on board here fighting the fight with you and hearing what every constituent is saying in the district about what is happening to our homeowners. And our seniors are what I really concerns me the most and how it is affecting them. And I would hate to see the investment that a lot of seniors make go to waste because they have been priced out of where they live. And as far as homelessness, I think I thank you, Rep. Campbell, for bringing up the homelessness as well. And yes, it looks like living with a lot of people living, but I'm also concerned. I have areas in my district where families are living out of their cars and the kids are having to go to school 
coming out of a car instead of a actual physical home. And so that's a very serious issue for us to address in or Tallahassee. And so I'm looking forward to working to make sure that we keep those things in front of us. And thank you again to all the commission for the support and the encouragement for us in the legislative body. Thank you. And as uh, Senator Pizzo is going to wrap, wrap us up here, just I uh, just got to note that uh, uh, Senator Book would have been here today. Unfortunately, her mother has heart issues and she's actually in the hospital, her mother. So pray for her mother uh, on that. So. Any other comment before I turn it over for a wrap-up from Senator? Ten seconds, uh, and I'm going to wrap it up quick. I would be remiss if I did not mention the best property appraisers in Broward County, which is Marty Keir, with two of those bills that are passed. I work with them on those bills, and we're working on another one. So I want you to know that you have the best property appraisers as well in Broward County. Thank you. Ten seconds. Very good. Uh, so sorry, Senator. Just two quick comments, please, Vice Mayor and then Senator Geller. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on the homelessness, just so that you're aware. Uh, the county is putting additional money, has put additional money into our budget for homeless, additional money uh, for affordable housing. Both of those things are so important. And if you hear about people who are living in their cars, please call. My office is available. We, we know that there are, from last year, 400 children in Broward County schools that were living in their cars with their families. We finally made a connection with them, the homeless management information system that we have, we now put those families, they agree to it, they put them in the system, and the, count, and the county then helps work on supportive services and so forth with them, trying to get them uh, placed in, uh, in housing and so forth. So we're, we're, we're really trying extremely hard, but if you know of people, please you know, pass them on to us here, because we, we do have a lot of things going on in the homeless area, including a fabulous landlord recruitment initiative that has over 100 landlords that are coming uh -huh. in, and we give incentives, and they're helping us to find affordable housing for people. Thank you. Senator Geller? I just wanted to make a quick introduction, Mr. Mayor. The, uh, uh, I chair the South Florida Regional Planning Council, which has been dealing with a lot of these issues. Uh, we've put together mayor's conference on homelessness at mayors of Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, recycling, solid waste, all of these issues. Uh, the South Florida Regional Planning Council is Monroe, Dade, and Broward County, and I wanted to introduce, we have here the executive director of the South Florida Regional Planning Council, Isabel Cosio-Carballo, and our new deputy director of the South Florida Regional Planning Council, Randy DeShazza. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Yes, Commissioner? I'm to look to my left. Oh, I'm sorry, Commissioner Rogers. I thought you were finished when earlier. Go ahead. Just put your microphone on him. Huh? I you just go. want to thank you for taking a look at that health care issue for us. All right, <clears throat> that is major. But I also, you told us what not to expect from Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. I would like for you to take back that we're not asking for you to give us anything. We're asking you for home rule and local control so we can help to solve this problem that we know is here. We're asking you to remember we can do, uh, we have impact fees that we would like to consider if that is a possibility. We do it for housing. If you're foreclosing on properties, allocate something towards the solution, okay? You know, add something to it. There are different ways of solving this problem. 
and we're not asking for a handout. We want to be able to solve our own problems. So very good. Go ahead, Senator, please. Uh, Commission, um, it's not a handout. We brought the incoming Senate president here on September 15th, met with all 20 of my cities and a, a few of others. All of this delegation was there. Uh, we're not asking for a handout. We're asking for an investment. Right. Uh, because of the market value alone of, of the physical plant and structure of our airports and our, our ports and our homes and our condos and our businesses, asking them to invest in, in aged infrastructure and to bring a citrus farmer who's going to be the incoming Senate president in control of 100 and by that time, probably $125 billion budget. Um, we'd, we'd like to get our piece. Of course. Uh, and so I think it was very, very, very productive. Um, folks, this, this delegation of the six of all 67 counties um, is least concerned about pride of authorship. Is really what the theme is here. Um, everyone mentioned a number of bills and Shofsky, I think had nine passed other people had a number of bills passed. I think I've, I'm upwards of 17 bills that have passed for me in someone else's name. That's the way to go. Wh which I'm okay with. I mean, That's I make <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I make jokes once in a while. Last two years ago, I asked Senator Keith Perry on the floor. I said on SB 1664, um, Senator Perry, this is verbatim my bill from last year. What's the difference? And he said the bill sponsor, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. Unless it's like my bill for two years to get Narcan at high schools because of kids overdosing. That's when partisanship and polarization is, is just absolute crap because kids are dying, right? So the last news clip I did a few days ago, they said, you know, what are your ideas? What are your ideas? I laid them out and said, now I'm going to give them to every one of my favorite Republican colleagues to make sure they pass. We have some very popular and very loud members of our party who get nothing done, who get absolutely nothing done. And there are no points to be scored and our constituents are not helped by us being very loudly saying, I told you so, or, or that was my idea, okay? I, I sit there very often and smile and just nod my head and give effusive praise to the other side of the aisle or the person carrying the bill because they're going to improve or save the lives of our constituents. Senator Jen Bradley comes from a very agricultural-centered community, and she's the one carrying the condo bill. At long last, she will be carrying components of a bill I filed five years ago. So we don't have pride of authorship, and we get stuff done behind the scenes. And that's the local control. I'll take a little credit for the reason why you guys have not had a short-term rental bill that's worse rammed down your throat over the last five years, and <clears> I find a way to kill it every year. I'm not going to be successful at that if I hold a press conference outside the Capitol. That stuff is not on the record. It's not considered by courts and challenges. And I've never held a press conference in six years, and I don't intend doing so unless one of my kids make it, makes it to the Yankees. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give you a little bit, a little sort of behind the scenes on how the sausage is made. Uh, tomorrow, I have a follow-up meeting with the CEO of Citizens Insurance. Where are we holding that meeting? We're holding that meeting at my dining room table tomorrow at my house. So I can actually walk him through and show him how, the, and, and have him sort of explain why the building's insurance has tripled in the last three years, why people's policies and my neighbors, and, and try to explain it. The last time that we met in Tallahassee, his staff had no explanation as to why my policy, which is capped at a million dollars, is $35,000 a year. So mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm a test case, and we're going to walk it through. I'm, we're not meeting in an office. We're not meeting in a coffee shop. We're meeting in my home. So I expect it to go well. We also have some announcements that I have to 
offer here in closing out. 2.30 p.m. today, if you haven't gotten enough of us, we're going to be meeting with the League of Cities. <laughs> On Halloween, because that's where you really want to be, as a public hearing number two at 10 a.m. at the Broward MPO. Of course, you can visit www.broward.org forward slash legislative for information. Uh, we'd also like to extend a happy birthday um, recently to Representative Hunchofsky, Representative Cassell, and Representative Williams. All, all sitting all right there, there huh? Clustered there. Um, Your birthday was one day this year. When was it? No, no, this one. October 16th. So it's, the, it's all the four all over there on that side, right? Yeah, all four all of them. I love it. Uh, and again, I, we were missed, I know we mentioned it before. Um, it's not a part-time legislature. I know. Um, no. we, m one of my aides and I got home last night from Tampa at 1.30 in the morning, um, and she was ready to go early this morning. And I have Olivia and Vincent, and I see Cariana and Julie. And there's Zoraida and Sean. This is like romper room. Um, again, thank thank all of you guys. Uh, and Commissioner Mackenzie, we didn't mean to beat up on you by making that comment about uh, about how we're in a minority. Well, it, so, we talk, so yeah. This group likes to just get it done. Somebody else can take the credit for it. Absolutely. So I think what we've heard today is is obviously something that we did not know that we're talking about the senators' bills having different names on them. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't right. matter to his ego or whatever it may. It matters about helping people. So, man, that was a, that was a that's awesome, brother. Thank you. I'm going to wind up with uh, Mr. Cassini. Who any other last minute comments before we we adjourn? Nope. We'll see you on the sixth of November. Sixth of November. We'll see you. So again, on behalf of Broward County, thanking each every one of you. Let's have a great session this year. God bless.